This is Friday Night Strikes, where I'll talk to high school football officials around the USA about this avocation we all love. Let's kick it off. Hi everyone, Don Vandemark here, and today I've got Tim Kiefer with me. Uh, good evening, Kim. Uh, Tim, sorry. Hey, Don, don't give me a strict change quite yet. You know, I know, Kim, Tim, <laughs> doesn't matter. It's all good, right? We we actually exactly. like to promote we like to promote females in officiating now. We need more females out there too. So if you're out there listening, you're a female, come on down. You'll uh, shoot up to the top pretty quick. So uh, I invite uh, anybody who wants to get into this gig to come on down. For sure, for sure, absolutely, and 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 that's that's part of what we're all trying to do is is increase increase the diversity of what we have. Uh, try and get the profession younger. Um, and, and it get it gets tougher sometimes. I know, I know there are some, uh, there are some, uh, articles that come out, it seems weekly about either retention, um, or, or, uh, abuse from fans or, or some, one of those three, two things that, that just talks about how it's hard to get new officials in the game. Um, so, so certainly, uh, whatever we can do to get more in. Yeah. You talk um, about, you talk about the age. So in Illinois, yeah. I'm from Illinois, I'm sure we're getting that in a second, but the, uh, average mean age of officials in Illinois for all of officials is like, I think they, I think they said it's 48 years old. So 48 years old is right where was, is the middle. And I've been right. officiating for 25 years. I just turned 45 and I'm still underneath it. Now that's kind of a cool <laughs> thing, but it's really not. It's a bad thing because we don't have, uh, you know, any younger officials coming in and that mean age, she's he actually keeps creeping up. It's not going down. And that's a problem right. in, in our avocation. We need to get more people involved, especially at the youth sports and the high school sports. And it's just like you mentioned the, uh, the fan participation and the parent participation in regards to, you know, treating us the way that they do with the, uh, with YouTube coming the way it has come or, or uh, any of the, any of the other social media stuff, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want to say, you're always on camera, no matter what you're doing, right. you know, you're not, whether you know, we got the, we got the big game this week. I can't say, you know, the, the word, cause I don't want you to get fined from, right. you know, <laughs> cause you got to pay them a million dollars just to say the SB word, but whatever. Right. Um, but the, you got that big game coming. So that's going to have, you know, 38 cameras on it and whatnot. It doesn't matter if you're out there doing a little league game of a pop Warner football game, you're going to have uh, 50 cameras on you all with mom and dad and grandma and grandpa taking videos. And if something happens in that game, you bet your tail, it's going to be on YouTube the next day or on Facebook saying worst call ever. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty intense what the scrutiny is these days. And it's, uh, it's unfortunately keeping people away, but I, I mean, I want to try to get as many people in, involved in this it's a lot of fun and it's a way to uh stay involved in the sport especially if you played if you played football if you played football in high school college even if you didn't we've got a lot of officials who never played but still wanted to give back to to youth sports so hopefully right. we can we can get more people involved because i don't think you and i can do this forever <laughs> probably not and and, and we're, we're about the same age the the difference is experience uh you you've been in it 20 plus years this is just my fourth so um so i got started late but it it, it is absolutely a blast to do um 
So uh, anyway, so let's talk a little bit about your your, your background. So you, you say you've got 20 plus years experience officiating. Um, t- tell us a little bit about your journey. So I started umpiring baseball when I was 10 years old. You know, uh, Jerry Markbright wrote a book called Born a Referee. Well, I was his son, I guess, then. I don't know. I mean, I was born, <laughs> I was born to officiate. I've been doing uh, – I, I did three sports for a long, long time. I, I started out doing baseball uh, all the way through uh, – when I was 17 years old, I played football and I played basketball. When I was 17 years old, uh, the Illinois High School Association changed the age limit to be an official. So I became a, a certified or I should say a registered official with the Illinois High School Association when I was 17 and a junior in high school. And I mm. started umpiring baseball and I got the call. It's a great story. I got a call. I'm in class. I'm in study hall, whatever it is. And I get a get a uh, call from the athletic director. You know, hey, you got to go see the athletic director on your passing period. I'm like, oh, what did I do? What did I do? Uh, I got to go to the athletic director's office. So I walk in his office. He's like, you got to you got to call the baseball assigner right now. He needs you on a game. I'm like, oh, okay. Go. This is long <laughs> before cell phones. You know what I mean? Pagers. That they, they didn't even sure. exist yet. So I pick up the phone, I call, and the guy's like, yeah, I need you to do a varsity game. I go, do you realize this is my first high school game ever? He goes, I need you. We got a, we had a guy get hurt. You got to go and work a varsity game. So the first high school contest that I ever worked in my life was a varsity baseball game when I was 17 years old. I think at wow. the time it was a record. It's probably, they don't keep records like that. So I, um, but I, so I've been doing this for a long time. I umpired. Then I went in the Navy. When I, when I got in the Navy right out of high school, I uh, actually refereed basketball all across the world. I ended up doing some games in United Arab Emirates. Uh, from wow. the, I was on board the USS Abraham Lincoln in the Persian Gulf in 93 and 95. And in 95, they had these basketball tournaments, and I was one of the referees. Got cho- you know, There's only four of us on a carrier of 5,000 people. So I got to go sure. do – I got to referee a lot of basketball uh, overseas. And then when I came back out of the Navy, came back to Illinois, went to college and started football right away in uh, the fall of 1996 and also continued doing basketball and baseball. I gave up baseball about 10, 12 years ago um, because I kind of went over to the other side. I I became a a media member and started a uh, baseball internet podcast as well as a baseball internet, uh, minor league baseball radio station. It was called MILBradio.com. And I actually covered baseball through the Midwest and all across the country for minor league baseball. I had correspondence through, uh, throughout the land. And then also uh, a few years, about four or five years ago, I gave up basketball only because football has become an all-year-round all thing for me based off of some of the other things that I'm sure we'll get into here in a little bit. Sure. So I just kind of my, – my whole life has kind of been centered around, around football. So I, I've had a long uh, storied career in officiating. And, in fact, uh, this is the 10-year anniversary of – we actually did a podcast. It was a, it was a site called officiallyspeaking.com. And I started started a podcast back in 2009 before anybody mm-hmm. was really doing any podcasting and officiating. Sure. We did it for about a year, and you know it was controversial. I you know the thing is I you know I mentioned to you a little bit earlier about about good radio and good podcasting and right, good whatnot. Right. You always want to have a little controversy because <laughs> you know that's that's good radio if you somebody doesn't say something politically correct. But in the officiating world, you know that's not necessarily always the best thing to do, and sometimes yeah. you might rub your brother in the wrong way. Now, the bad thing is, is that I've been involved in training for officiating and I started this site officially speaking and we've kind of morphed it to this new site, uh, MIBT Online. But 
Um, the purpose of it is for training, it's for them to make us get better. And when right. there's video out there and we break down video and look at it, sometimes officials take that personally. You know, you say you screwed up. Mm -hmm. you did. I, I say no, that's the, people shouldn't look at it that way. We all make mistakes. Not one official out there has officiated the perfect game yet. It is, it is yet to have happened. And right. I, I am more than happy to share any of my mistakes with anybody on video if somebody can learn from it. And of course, I've had some embarrassing mistakes. I've had some, some things that have happened to me through my career that I cringe when I think about and, and you know things that shouldn't have happened. But ultimately, I have learned from those mistakes. And if somebody else can learn from those mistakes and not make the same ones, then more power to them. And, and if you need to cut me down for that, that that's fine. Do it. Sure. I, we, we try to be very respectful in regards to evaluating crews, evaluating officials. And in, in doing that though, sometimes, you know, in, in the world we live in today, people sometimes don't accept criticism very well, especially mm -hmm. negative criticism. And it's, I look at it as it's just, we're all just trying to get better here. You know, I'm not, and we say that on our videos, you know, my partner, Bill Lamagne, who's a, you know, world renowned clinician official, he's a, sure. uh, you know, he's, he's, he worked the national championship game in 2011. He won the golden whistle award, I think in 2013 or 2014. And, you know, mm -hmm. we, we spend a lot of time breaking down film to, to go through and make sure that we're trying to present a message to make everybody better. Because I'm telling you right now, some of the officiating out there at the high school level specifically, and even up through some of the higher ranks is lacking. And it's lacking fundamentals. Mm -hmm. It's lacking rules, knowledge. It's lacking the commitment that people need to take to try to get better. And the reason is, is we're kind of a uh, we're, we're being caught up in our own uh, wake a little bit because we don't have enough officials. So I hate to say it, the crappy officials can still work because right. I'm an assigner and I've been assigner for eight years now for a league here in the Chicago area, the mid suburban league. And I'll take, I call it a pulse and a patch to work my underclass games. If you have a pulse <laughs> and you have a patch, you can work because I need yeah. the body. And right. we're talking 20, 30 years ago, those guys aren't working or they're working peewee ball or they're sitting at home until they get better. They have to go to the association meeting. They have to take the rules test, actually have to pass the rules test. And, but that accountability is kind of gone because we just need the body. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm all about getting training out there, getting as much as we can. When I came into this four years ago, um, th there wasn't a lot out there that I was aware of. Um, that's, that's why I'm doing this podcast to try and, and add a resource and point to other resources. Um, so, so that as, as people are trying to come into, to this avocation, they've got a place to go to, to find different things. So, um, one, one quick side note, it, it, interesting, um, thing you said was, was about varsity games, your first varsity game being when you were 17 for, for baseball. Um, I, I just started soccer this year. Um, and, and soccer is a different, a little bit of a different animal. Um, in and of itself. But I, I worked with high school students um, as referees and they had been they had been referees for four or five years and they were good. Um, so so I'm all about what can we do to get to get any age in here learning? We get them learning earlier. We get them to, to develop a little bit of a, a game management to where the, the, the criticism doesn't bother them as much. Um, and, and we can grow the, the officials of the future.
So no, that's um, absolutely true. And I hope that that's what we try to do and, and get people involved, but we really have to, you know, and I know NASO is trying to get the message out. And I know there's been lots of articles across the country in regards to this subject of getting the parents and the fans to throttle back a little bit. I mean, I did a, we did a video last week. Um, we showed it on our, on our uh, broadcast and I know we'll go into that here in a few minutes, but mm-hmm. of, a, of a coach. So the game is, is, is pretty much over and it's a state championship game, a seven, a state championship game in Arkansas. And the game is over the, the winning team, uh, has, is on defense, but there's only, there's less than a minute to go in the game. And they're the, the team that has the ball is down like two or three touchdowns. There's really no way they can win the game. I mean, even if they scored, got an onside kick, they'd have to score again, get another onside kick. I mean, it, it's out of reach. So the, there's a play across the middle, and one of the defensive players of the team that's going to easily win the state championship uh, mm-hmm. basically flagrantly targets a kid coming across, takes him out high. I mean, it was a total deliberate act and unnecessary. Sure. And he put the kid on the ground, and the kid was out. And they had to right. come out and and take the basically help the kid off the field. So the officials, to their credit, actually had had nothing this entire game. I mean, this is this is a good learning lesson as us as officials that you could have the greatest game ever until the last play of the game. And this was the second to the last play of the game, and they did, they weren't even involved. They had nothing right. to do with this game. They threw some penalties, but nobody even really recognized them. Well, now we've got this call, and it is flagged. It should have been absolutely flagged. So they, uh, it was flagged by the uh, headlinesman. The headlinesman comes out, reports to the referee. You see him chit-chat, and the back judge comes in. They chat. So then the referee turns out and puts on his mic and says, you know, personal foul targeting on the defense. This is a, a flagrant foul, and the player is disqualified. Well, I totally supported it. The video would have supported that call by sure. far. Because and the guy even taunted after after he made the hit, he got on, you know, he did one of the, you know, the the Superman over the the top of him, the muscle man. So so I totally support the call. The coach lost it. He is screaming and yelling at the refs. You know, he comes out on the field. They have to flag him for 15. He should have gotten tossed. He would not let it go for the last minute of that game. Rant and Raven, how his kid should not have gotten tossed. That's the wrong message. You you know, Bill Lamagne, like I mentioned earlier, he saw the video and he used to be a former school administrator. He was a, a mm-hmm. assistant principal and assistant superintendent. He's like, if that mm-hmm. was one of my coaches, I'd have him in my office the next day saying, what? You just embarrassed our school and yourself. Now, mm-hmm. that's how some administrators think. But there's others who think, all oh, right, yeah, you're standing up for our player. Yeah. You know, it's more about right. that right. than the extension of the classroom portion of it. And when you've got coaches that act that way, and these are supposed to be leaders, they're supposed to be teaching young men how to get ready for life. And that's what they're displaying when this kid obviously, you know, made that made the contact. Now you can disagree with whether or not that was a flagrant foul, but it's not like they didn't pull this one out of left field. Okay. So it wasn't like, Oh my God, how did they get the? How did they go there? No, you, I showed this play and most people agree that no, that's flagrant. That's flagrant. And, you know, as, as high school officials, we have to be very careful about elevating to the flagrant level because we have different rules than the college, but I am telling you when it warrants it and it's, and it's there on film, 
make the call. And these guys did in a big game like that at the end of the game. And I, I applaud them for that. And shame on that coach for acting that way. But that's the type of behavior that's going to keep younger officials from progressing because they're going to see guys like that who don't get held accountable for that. And that's, that's what we're running into, unfortunately. And, and to, to, to the, the body of the administrators that I've talked to and, and worked with, um, they seem to be, had be on the same page. Um, there are exceptions, but I, I know there was a, there was a game I had this year, um, where we threw a flag, uh, uh, unsportsmanlike flag on an assistant for coming out on the field to argue a call. Um, and while we're explaining it to the head coach, all of a sudden the principal shows up. And, and I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and 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 I, I pull her aside because I was the line judge. So I let the referee ha- handle the head coach. And I'm like, what can I help you with? Because I recognized her as the principal. Like, what can I help you with? She's like, I want to know who that was on so that we can have that discussion Monday morning. Um, so it, it, it was it was about her coming down and 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 making sure she knew who she needed to to talk to about not getting flagged for not displaying that behavior, um, on, on the field. So, um, yeah, no, I've those certainly are, that's seen great. administrators like that. That's yeah. great when you get an administrator like that, but I'm telling you, it's not, and I don't want to say it's the exception, but you do have exceptions the other way where oh, there's, sure. where there's sure. administrators who I've, I've had ADs tossed off the sideline. I had, right. there's a story back when I got stories upon stories, war stories don't, are they're fun, but sometimes <laughs> I got stories where a priest has been thrown off. A priest in a, in, in a Catholic league game, MF sure. and the MF, MF and the line judge, a priest. You're gone, right. Father. Right. I mean, it, so yeah, it's pretty crazy. For sure, for sure. Well, let's let's talk more about, uh, about how I became aware of the work you do, and and talk a little bit about that work. So, um, as as I started this podcast and started to, to reach different people, uh, I stumbled across the Twitter poll you have. Um, so so I'll I'll give a brief explanation, then if you'll expound on it and let us know the the origin and and how you go through it every week. Um, so so what I what I came across was that there's a question on Twitter. It says, "Hey." Uh, what was this call? Was it, was it, um, let's see, was it a fumble? Was it a touchdown? Uh, is there a touchback? That was one. If I I think I'm remembering one of them properly. Um, and then that there's a link to take you to your page, which, which shows the video of it and you give a, a nice explanation of it. So, so why don't you talk about the, the genesis of that and, and then go through what that looks like. Sure. So, uh, two years ago, I decided for just because of, I don't know. I mean, I guess I was bored in the winter time and I really wanted to start doing some football stuff. I started to do this weekly vlog and I actually did this weekly vlog. So it would have been pretty much the entire year of 2017. I started January, first week of January, 2017. In fact, I took it on the road. I went to Florida. I went to, uh, uh, where else did I go? I went to Arizona. I, I, I actually, uh, Madison, Wisconsin, I took it on the road and I, I did this weekly vlog and it was like three, four, five minutes long. And at the end of it, there would be a, a poll question as to what, you know, there would be a play of the week. And what ended up happening, so in 2018, I did not do, I didn't go back to doing the, the weekly vlog, but I, we created this, this new website and it's, it's called MIBT online and it's MIBT And mm-hmm. what it is, is that 
It's a virtual online officiating association. It's the first of its kind. And what, what it is, is that it's all across the country. So it's not, it's not necessarily geographic specific. We've got contributors from Connecticut, from Alabama. Uh, we've got, uh, we had a guy from, uh, North Dakota come on. We've got a couple of us from the Chicago area and, you know, people we've guessed we've had on guest commentators or panelists working on some people from the West coast, maybe even to join us here uh, this year. But it's just a discussion about football and about football officiating. And what we would do is we'd have our weekly meeting and we'd be live at 8 p.m. Central Time streaming, you know, for all of our members. So you could log in, watch the meeting. There's a chat room. You could participate in the chat and ask questions of the panel or of me or the speaker or Bill Lamagne or whoever. And we can do that interaction just like if you were sitting at an association meeting at a school or a library or wherever. It just sure. gave you that opportunity to do it from the comfort of your own home or from your office or hopefully not your car while you're driving, but maybe if you're pulled over to the <laughs> side, you could watch uh, MIBT online and and see, get that actual meeting presence without you know physically being in a building. And with the sure. lives that we live nowadays, that's kind of a convenience, and with the technology available, that's kind of a convenience that is great to offer people, especially when the, I hear excuses. Well, why weren't you at the meeting last night? Well, the kids, the the wife, the work, whatever, the job, right. the commute, traffic, you name it. I've We've eliminated this. We have eliminated right. all of that by saying, go home. Now, let's just say, okay, Tim, fine. At 8 p.m. Central on Wednesday nights, I am, uh, that's my bar mitzvah day or whatever. That's my bowling night or that's my darts night. Fine. No big deal. What you can do is these meetings are recorded in real time and then they're available on demand later. So you can go and log in and you can go and watch the meeting at as many times as you want over and over again at your heart's content on demand. So that's another thing that your local officiating association doesn't offer. And most, most likely they don't record their meetings and make them available. And if they do, you're not getting the same high quality broadcast with the video HD and stuff like that. You're just getting a, a guy with a camera in the back of the classroom, which, you know, is good right. enough, but we uh, tend to offer a little bit better. So off of that meeting, what we decided to do is we would to kind of get some interaction and we, we make this available for free. So we have our, our, our association members who are able to come and see the whole, we have hour long meetings and they're able to log in and see the meetings and participate. Well, as part of just kind of giving back to the officiating community, we've provided these poll questions and plays of the week as part of like pro bono. So we put those on YouTube and also on our site. And what they are is I take a play of interest. You know, usually we go over about four, five, six, ten plays in a week, depending on what's going on. I'll take sure. one of them and I will send it out to the masses. I'll clip it up and I'll say, all right, here's the play. Kind of like what you're alluding to. Is this a touchdown, touchback or safety? And there's a video and you'll see the, you'll see the description of the play. You'll see the play itself and you'll hear my, what I'm asking you to, you know, uh, participate in what the question with the answers and whatnot. So then everybody, the, the, the poll runs for about a week, maybe a little bit less, about five days. And then, uh, our meeting on Wednesday, we take the poll results and we discussed how the poll did, but then we pull our panel in and we have a discussion about that play specifically as to what mm-hmm. we all think it should have been. Now, it's not always unanimous, by the way. So it's not just right. Tim Kiefer coming up there and saying, this was a touchdown. No, I might think, well, from what I saw, and this is why I think it's a touchdown. 
We could get uh, Mike Billica from Connecticut, who also joins us. He could say, no, it's not. It's a touchback, and this is why. And right. Bill Amanye may say, you know, it's a safety, and this is why. Um, that could happen. It doesn't happen very often. But we discuss it. We throw it out there, and we, we attack the play from all points of view, and then we send that out there as well for people to see. So the so if you're just going to check out the Twitter poll, you can go back and see what the panel said about that play, and then we'll have another play for the next week. So it kind of it's kind of a like a, a wheel. So just you kind of get you always there's always an explanation from the week before, and then the new play of the week. And we've been doing that for sure. We did that for all last season, and uh, well, the way it's working now is we just had our first meeting last week, and in the off season. From January through July, we do once a month. But then starting at the end of July to August, we'll do once a week till about, oh, early uh, or late October, early November. And then we kind of go on hiatus back till back to January We do or we do our once a, a month in the off season. So we just had a meeting last week. We did have a Twitter poll question, but as you know, being in the technical business of this, sometimes audio issues get in the way. So we had a little bit of audio sure. issue with, uh, with our recording the last time. So I didn't really want to put the, the poll out there because... I couldn't stand listening to the audio. I don't know if you could. <laughs> but starting next month, February February 20th is our next meeting. And we'll have a poll starting February 20th, kind of the same thing, except it'll be once a month in the off season. Of, and I'll probably leave it up for two weeks instead of one week just because we got a little bit more time. But same type of, uh, of, of a process. Throw a play out right. there. And a lot of times it's not cut and dry. It's, it's, it's vague on purpose. And it might not – you know, when it comes to video – Video um, using video for educational uh, purposes in football can be difficult because unless you're there, you don't know exactly what you saw. Now, video doesn't sure. lie, but camera angles can be deceiving. And if you don't have two shots, if you only got a side shot and an end zone shot, um, you can see a lot. But sometimes if you're missing one of those shots, you're, you're only seeing half of the picture. So there are plays where it might look like something and I don't care. I want to generate the discussion. The, the, right. I don't care if the officials on the field got the play right or wrong. That's not my intent in regards to these videos. It's to generate the discussion. And Bill Lamagne, you know, has, like I said, he's a world renowned clinician and he's been doing this a long time. Uh, and he, one of the things that he's mentioned about football, it's not when it comes to judgment. So judgment is not something that you look at and go, Hmm, yeah, maybe I go this way, maybe I go this way. It's it's actually, if you do it in advance, you see plays in video and you go through the mental process, you're just recognizing something you already saw and applying mm -hmm. the correct ruling based off of what you already know. That's sound judgment. And you only get sound right. judgment by experience and you only get experience either by A, working or B, going through video, going through uh, clinics, classes, whatnot, because the, the mind doesn't know the difference. And if you can see video and you can talk about it, when it actually happens to you, you're in a better position to make the correct call. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, it, it's it's something that, that I talk about often, which is just getting snaps. And, and getting snaps doesn't have to be getting snaps on the field. It's, it's seeing it on video. Um, one, one example I always use is uh, a block below the waist. Sure, I know what a block below the waist looks like when somebody's going for ankles. Um, when somebody's going for thighs, it's not quite as obvious. And it took it. There was one game uh, where it took it happened a couple times, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, that's what they're complaining about." Now I get it, and and I then it was just easy to see from that moment on. 
Um, so it's absolutely, whether it's video or, or live snaps, seeing as many things just gets your mind repping on, on all those things. So, right. Um, it's a, it's a, an extremely important part of making yourself a better official. Once again, like I alluded to mm-hmm. earlier, there are people who just want to go out there and collect the paycheck. They really are. They enjoy it. They go out, they collect the paycheck. They go out with their buddies. They work with, you know, four or five guys. They go out to the bar afterwards and they don't really care about, getting better. I mean, I'll be honest, there are people like that now because of the mm-hmm. position we're in, we need those people, especially if they're experienced, but ultimately to get better, it takes, you know, you, you're, you're never as good as you think you are one. And two, right. if you, if you're, if, uh, what is, I'm trying to remember the exact phrase. It's, it's, um, good is good enough is a barrier to being great. So good enough sure. It's going to, if you always just say, Hey, I'm good enough, then that's your barrier to being great. And I, we should always strive to be great and not just good enough. Right. Right. And, and, and that's certainly the case. And, and we, we, we've, we've, I'm sure we've all seen and worked with those who feel it's good enough. And, and you know what, they're not necessarily bad officials to work with that most of the time, the guys I work with that, that have that attitude are just fine and, and they do a good job, but there's so much more they could be doing and, and, and striving for. So well, that, and, and the that, video, that, the video, know, I mean, I, I go, I go through hours and hours and hours of video from across the country. I mean, where I look at mm-hmm. more video, I've probably looked at more video in the last 15 years than probably anybody or just as much as anybody. I, I would challenge that. In fact, I was just going through um, some an old box and which had, I counted them 385 football games in it. And wow. I've gone through every one of those games in my life at some point. And, and I started back in, uh, Oh, I guess it was 20, 2010. Now maybe it was a little bit, maybe it was like 20. No, it actually was before 2010. It was like 2004. Um, I started a program with the Illinois high school association, which started a video, um, clinicians type of a, of a, process where plays from the state championship games and other cable games that had multiple camera angles were broken down for the purposes of providing video content for certified clinicians for for football in the state of Illinois. It was the first of its kind done at high school. College had been doing it for a while. Nobody had done it in high school. I I showed, I, I set the roadmap. The guy showed him how it could be done. I went through hours and hours of video. We had a, um, a a process in place to where we could break down the games at the state final level and and identify plays that are of interest for the for the following year. The guy at the time was in charge of the Illinois High School Association for football. Took it to the National Federation. The National Federation actually ran with it and started their own program. And of course, you know, they left me out. But I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do it, you know, for at the time for any profit or anything. I was just sure. trying to give back to officiating. I want people to be the best that they can be. And and by doing it, it made me a better official. It absolutely right. did. Did it help me advance through state playoffs and stuff? I mean, I've worked three state championship games at thirty-five, at thirty-four years old. I was a referee on a four-A final at the time. Was one of the youngest referees to ever do that. So I've sure. had some success, and partly because of that. But I also believe that it's made me a better official because of like a, what we were discussing earlier in regards to the mental process of going. I've seen holding thousand times in different five different right. angles you know and and i've seen blocks below the waist and i've seen that because i'm i'm looking for it and i know where you know what the tendencies are and where to expect it and be ready for it and 
I think if we can all kind of get to at least a certain level there, at, you know, of, of having that anticipation and knowing a situation could happen before it does, it's just going to put us all in a better spot. For sure. For sure. Does MIBT start stand for anything? Yes, it sure does. Make it be there. That's oh, a huge, excellent. Ma- that's a huge mantra in foot and football fishing and officiating in general. Make it be there. You want it to show up on film. You want it to be there. You don't want it to be us searching for it. Hey, I called holding. I can't find it. Make it be there. M I B T. Sure. That's a huge thing to to just. If you take anything away from this podcast today or whatever, remember that. Make it be there. And if you do that in your games, you're going to be better off because uh, flags that are thrown that are hard to find are so much you know, harder to deal with than, than actually missing a call. You know, you can just say, I missed it. But if you called something that's not there, then really, what are you looking at? If you right. call a hold that's not a hold, you call a face mask that's not a face mask, you're guessing. You're not. Don't guess. Make it be there. If you don't know, pass on it. Because we all miss calls, but we shouldn't make them up. Right, right. Absolutely, that's absolutely true. It, it, it's it's infinitely. It's not. I'm not going to say it's infinitely easier because a, a coach is going to be mad one way or the other. But but certainly afterwards in that review process, you can certainly say, "Hey, I didn't that that the runner's head was was turned away oh, from me. I did not, not see you. the." The uh, I did not see the face mask. I saw the head turn a little, but I couldn't see the face mask, so I couldn't call an actual face mask hold um, on that. So, right, you, um, you you call what you see, you see what you call. That's what I say to everybody, sure. all new officials. I tell the coaches, hey, if I didn't see it, I don't care if you saw it or the guy in the booth saw it. I have to see it to call it. I'm not going to guess or I'm not going to go off a hunch. You know, I want to see it and. And that's why make it be there is a huge thing. So MIBT online is, is, has come from that. Very nice. Very nice. And, and, and I'm intrigued and I'm, I probably subscribe in here shortly to it so I can join in on these uh, monthly discussions here and then more frequently. Well, yeah, and it's, it's $39 um, uh, for the whole year. So $39 gets you the whole year. It's not like, it's not a season you signed up today. Let's say if you signed up today, you get all the way up until next year today. So it's not one of these. We do online clinics. We are the first of its kind to have a certified Illinois High School Association online streaming clinic. It's never been done before. We did it this fall. We're going to do it again for for a lot of officials in Illinois. But anybody can watch. Anybody from across the country who's a member of the association can can get on in. And the they're great because of what I was mentioning earlier. But yeah, you know, and people are like, oh man, you know, not only arbiter fees and any other assigning fees, and we got to pay our state fees, we got to pay our association fees. What's you know another third? You're asking for more money, and there's more free stuff on YouTube and this and that. Fine, if you want to go to the free stuff on YouTube, that's great. You're not going to get exactly what we're doing because of you're not going to get the online uh, you know interaction. And you know I I'm not trying to you know you know you know what I what do I want to say? I'm not trying to like uh, get on my violin here and go you know sing a sad <laughs> song. But this stuff does cost money. I mean. I've invested oh, yeah. a lot of you know green stuff in trying to come uh, to bring this to people because I really believe in it, and so it's not you know streaming services aren't free, <laughs> you know chat rooms aren't free. Yeah. That stuff isn't yeah. free. So I mean, yeah, I know for my local officials association that I'm a member. There's two of them that I'm a member of in the Chicago area, and the dues are fifty dollars for each of them, right. fifty bucks. Right. 
I, I mean, we're offering you a lot less and you get a lot more to be honest with you. Right. And so, right. and you're going to get perspective from across the country. You're not just going to get the same, you know, Billy Bob talking about how when in his day, you know, they, they still wore, you know, they wore those, uh, uh beret caps instead of, you know, they, they were wearing <laughs> leather helmets. You know, you're not going to hear the same war stories over and over again. You're going to get sound educational advice in regards to, you know, from a panel of, of people that have, are experienced and, and, you know, then you get, you have that opportunity to, to uh, interact with them as well. Sure. Sure. Well, thank you. Thank you very much again, Tim, for joining tonight. Um, before, before we wrap it up, uh, usually like to ask it, it was that, was there a, a memorable play you had from this season? Something that you just, you, you remember over and over, um, as you think back over the previous season, anything that yes. to talk about? There, there are two plays and they're very, they're the exact same thing happened. So I have worked every position that there is in a football, you know, like I said, I mentioned, mm-hmm. I've, I've worked division one, I've worked division three, I've worked a division three playoff game. I've worked uh, four, three state championship games. I've worked referee wings, umpire back judge. I've worked them all. I, and, and even deep wings, I've done everything that you can. In fact, in my closet for college, I've got 14 shirts. I didn't buy the C's yet. The center judge, cause I, <laughs> I'm not there yet, but I've got 14 shirts and I've worn them all at some point in my career. That being sure. said, I feel pretty pretty uh, uh, good about working in any position. Well, this year I kind of rotate around on the high school because I'm working with a younger crew and trying to get them uh, get them a little bit of experience. And I was working uh, on a wing, and it was a kickoff, and it was a uh, I was kind of like the deep wing based off of our mechanics. Even though we only used five in high school, when on the kickoffs we got two on the sideline, and I saw a guy step out of bounds, and I had a good cushion, and so did the the short wing. And he was coming down and I started to kill it as I was backpedaling, but I slowed up because I figured he knew he was out of bounds. Well, the runner didn't know he was out of bounds and he didn't hear the whistle. So he never slowed down and he came right at me, not realizing that he's out of bounds and he got tripped up and went right into me, literally like right into me. And I went head over tea kettle cup or whatever that saying is. I mean, upside down around. And if you looked at the video, you would have thought I would have been, it was a career ending injury. I popped right up. I was okay. I just went with the fall. That's what go with the fall. People don't try to you know brace yourself. Oh, yeah. Just go with it. I got right up. You know, it was fine. I worked the rest of the game. Well, a couple of weeks later I was working back judge and it was no man's land because we only, like I said, five and it was a, sure. it, was a it was a play, a pass across the middle where the goal line was going to be threatened. But the bad thing was it was a pass, kind of a Hail Mary pass. It was a quarterback scrambling. Mm-hmm. He saw a couple receivers and just heaved the ball. Well, I saw the receiver from the left. I didn't see the receiver from the right. And I went to go move up, and bam, I got hit hard. And, of mm-hmm. course, the guy catches the ball, and I'm the only one there. So I calmly get up. So he's, I watch, and actually, if you look to the video, you see me, as I'm going down, my head never comes off of the catch, which is you know, a little <laughs> kind of cool. And I hit the ground, <laughs> I hit the ground, I get up and I just go up touchdown. Everybody laughs it off, but I got ran over twice and it's the, I don't get run over. I think the first, last time I got ran over, it was my second year officiating and, I, and it was my first sure. year back judge. And so I, I don't know if it was just me being overconfident. I don't know if it was me being in bad position or just dumb luck. Uh, it could have been a combination of all, but I did learn from that. And it's just, anything can happen out there, you know, and, and your, your safety is number one, but mechanics are, are, are in place for a reason. 
because yep. they're there to keep you, prevent you from uh, getting injured and putting you in the best position to officiate and rule on anything that may happen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I know there was one time I was working back official back judge and, and the quarterback heaved it. I'm like, yeah, I'm wide open, but I'm not catching that ball because it looked like he had thrown it right to me. Yeah. Uh, and and sure enough, that's when you you're like, okay, which way am I going to get out of the way of this one? Um, so I'm glad I'm glad you escaped from those relatively unharmed. No, so am I. But it's some, it was definitely a learning experience. We showed both of those plays. I showed both of those plays on our weekly meetings because once again, I'm not immune. If I make a mistake, yeah. and I and I didn't even tell the the panel that it was me. I actually threw the play out there first and said, guys, let's go through this. How did this uh, uh, you know, line judge handle this play? Or how did this back judge, whichever one, I, I, how did they handle the play? And I let them you know, rip into like, well, you know, he could have done this, should have done this, blah, 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 blah. And then I said, guess what? That was me, guys. Because, you know, if you, if you can, <laughs> if, if you can take it, you better, or if you can give it, you better be able to take it. And like sure. I said, it's not personal. I want to get better. I want to, you know, every week, that's why I'm doing this. And I want everybody to get better and they can learn off of my mistakes. If somebody now will not get run over because I did good for them. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Tim. Uh, appreciate your time. I know, uh, I know it's extremely cold up there in, in the area you're in. So, um, so I appreciate the time you spent with me this evening. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on. And I, I wish you nothing but the best with your podcast and uh, the Twitter uh, account and, and the website. So hopefully that goes real well for you. And if there's anything that we could ever do for you, let us know. Will do. Thank you. And uh, have a good evening. You too. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.